Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the newchurches.com Q&A podcast. New Churches is an online hub for the mission of church multiplication. Here you'll find the resources and training you need to get started, as well as a community of church planting and multi-site experts to help you thrive. My name is Daniel Lim, and I'm here with Ed Stetzer. And I'm honored to be here with Daniel M. <laughs> All right. So on episode 613, we started a new mini series uh, between Ed and I on different ways that pastors lead. So if you didn't listen to episode 613, be sure to do that because we started this off by talking about how you can lead through preaching, how to lead through the pulpit. So uh, that is definitely a must listen because I think that is the default for most pastors. Uh, and really, uh, you don't want to unintentionally uh, perpetuate a, a culture where the only way that effective leadership is seen and, uh, and, and is done is through preaching. And then everything is wholly dependent on that pulpit. So what we want to talk about in today's episode is how you can lead through systems how you can lead through systems. And then uh, on episode 617, we'll talk about how you can lead through a team. So when I think of systems, Ed, I immediately think back to planting missional churches yes. and Did, the different systems. That. Didn't we do something with that together? <laughs> yeah, well, it's coming out in Korean. So that's so cool. Let's go. Are yeah. you a part of that or are you, are you like, does someone else translate it? And like, I know we're writing a new, aren't we writing a new forward or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I submitted that um, oh, you already. Didn't, and you didn't even send it to me. What if I want to read it in Korean and see? <laughs> well, there, you know, it's not even, it's just the draft. So, okay. Okay. But, but so, so I, I wrote it in, I wrote it in English though, and then they're going to translate okay, it. Okay. So Korean. do you like read it in Korean and make sure they're getting it right or no? Uh, no, I'm not going to okay. be able to do that. Okay. I didn't think yeah, so. I mean, I, didn't I can, know. Yeah. I mean, that I, mean, I like, can read and write, yeah. but planting but, missional churches it's is really big. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's three, I think it's 365 pages, one page for every day of the year. Yeah, yeah. So I'll read through my preface uh, or through the preface. To could, I kinda... please, could I please see my preface? Is it just me or am I writing one as well? Are we both writing? I forget. No, I'm just doing it. Oh, my so, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I, know why. I, mean, I know why. Because could it be that you're Korean? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Korean. <laughs> so the yeah, so the new forward or preface or whatever they're going to call it is in my voice, but the rest of the book is in your voice, so um that's yeah. fun though. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. But so, I would like to see it. So please email it to me. It's literally <laughs> going to be in on my my book. You know, I'm speaking. I'm actually recording for I'm speaking at Compassion Korea to a pastors conference, a couple thousand oh, pastors. Cool. So it's you know, it's their Korea is not where we are on the vaccination. So it's online and but I'm actually recording it today. So I'm 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 okay. going to I don't think it's going to be in Korean. I think I'm going to do it in English and let them translate okay. it. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. Well, you got to at least say hi. You got to uh-huh. say 안녕하세요. Okay. I will yeah. practice that with you after the podcast is over. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So, yeah. So I I we talk about planting missional churches uh, not necessarily as a plug for our Korean listeners, um, but because <laughs> in the so book, many. we're so big in Korea, <laughs> we do a Korean, you know, we look at our, we look at the map, we do have Koreans who engage, but oh, for sure, it's not yeah. our biggest audience. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in English here, right? So, yep. uh, but there is that side of uh, the systems that we outline in that book. And we talk about those different systems because, man, Can you still name them. <laughs> do you have them remembered the five necessary church planning systems? One is worship. The other is small assimilation, small groups. What else? 
financial. Do you remember? You don't remember. <laughs> you remember evangelism? Well, I, yeah, I was I was leaving the room for you to yes, talk exactly. To them. <laughs> so what's the fifth one? What's the fifth one? Because I can't remember. <laughs> That's why you should buy planting missional exactly. churches. Buy the church. Yeah. Buy the book, and you can follow along. Yeah. No, but I mean the the idea of those systems. Really, the thought behind that chapter was, man, you don't want everything to rise and fall on you, right? You the the idea around building those systems was that each of them would be led by yeah, a right. high level volunteer. Yeah. I think we actually say we say systems and persons, right? So there's yeah, a person yeah. over each of them, yeah. Yeah, because they need to be led by your, and we're not going to go into episode 617 now where we talk about leading through a team, um, but really those systems are put in place so that everything doesn't rise and fall on you. Yeah, no, it's good. And I, and I would say, I think one of the key things, it really does matter that um, there are a lot of people who are great communicators who can even do a great job, something like we talked about last week, uh, I mean, last two weeks ago, um, do a really good job leading from the pulpit. Uh, which is so funny because I know that's literally Rick Blackwood's ministry name. So I feel like I'm stealing his ministry name. But that is how you, you didn't know that. And you Frank, you said, how do you lead from the pulpit? So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. read, read Rick, Rick, some of Rick Blackwood stuff. Um, but I would say that systems sustain. So the way I would say mm -hmm. it is preaching leadership initiates, systems leadership sustains. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have something that shapes the church organizationally and then hopefully shapes the church culturally. And those things are deeply related. Um, it's going to be because you've learned to lead through systems. And, you know, one of the things why a lot of pastors, you know, typical church size in the U.S. and Canada is under 100. And it's not just this, but it's certainly part of this is that uh, they they haven't felt comfortable leading systems. When I, when I teach um, breaking the 200 barrier mm -hmm. and... Um, you know, I kind of explain how that how that works. It's all about leaders and systems. I mean, yeah. it's now sure preaching matters too, right? It does matter, but uh, so it's about having leaders and having systems, and having systems who lead uh, leaders who lead systems and systems that support leaders. So, what I would say is, and this is where you know, and this is where it's a little tricky because you know, if you love the Bible, and I hope you do, and you teach the Word of God, you don't find a lot about systems in the Scriptures. And so some people say, well, we don't need that. We just need to preach the Bible and not worry about that. And I think this is one of the mistake. You know, all truth is God's truth. And, you know, we could we could take a few proof texts proof text here. There are Exodus 18. There's the systems of delegation and a governance that Jethro tells Moses to do. But, you know, the Bible's not a book about leadership. It's about God's redemptive plan. And so there are glimpses of it, right? And But the reality is, is this is a learned process. This is a learned uh, approach that can make you more effective in a church because you have indeed created and led out in some of those systems. That's right. That's right. All right. So we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor for today, and then we'll run through uh, what would happen if you were stubborn and decided to leave systems to chance. Jesus's final charge to his disciples was to go and make disciples of all nations. And yet many Christians today struggle to understand what this means for them. And many churches find it difficult to equip the saints for the work of ministry. For the past 15 years, our friends at Downline Ministries have partnered with local churches by equipping men and women to know God's word and make disciples in the context of their homes, their churches, and their communities. They do this through the Downline Institute, a nine month training program where students 
students are taught Genesis to Revelation, biblical manhood, womanhood, and practical discipleship training. So if you long for a greater knowledge of God's word, a clearer vision for making disciples, and a strengthening of biblical discipleship in your church, check out the Downline Institute's in-person and virtual training options. Downline is offering our listeners $100 off of the tuition costs. Just use the code LIFEWAY when you apply at downlineministries.com. Now back to the episode. All right. So uh, several years ago, I wrote a, um, a blog post on my site about why systems matter, 10 reasons systems matter for church planting. And I'll put a, a link to it in the show notes. But I actually remember uh, that. That's a great article. That's a great article. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I actually wanted to just it's, it's read out. Churches. It's at new churches of people. You said it on your blog, but it's at new churches. Uh, yeah, we might have reposted, yeah, reposted it there, there. too. So. Pretty, and you actually, you literally say in there what you said a minute ago, what would yeah. happen if you were stubborn and decide to lead systems to chance? I love the fact that you still remember the word stubborn in the midst of yeah. that. <laughs> All right. So let me actually, I'll read this yeah. out to you just so that you can get a sense of uh, why systems matter. As long right, as you so read it one. with like feeling, not just like, you know, it sounds like you're reading a newspaper. I want to hear it with okay. feeling. All right. So when it comes to church structure... Uh, if, if you were to leave systems to chance, you would allow the loudest voices in your congregation to become the elders and decision makers instead of the ones who fit the biblical qualifications. Uh, and you know what? I'm walking through that right now. Like we are an elder led church and uh, we're actually doing our nominating committee right now uh, about to nominate two, uh, three new elders for the fall. And because we have a system and because we have uh, congregants who are who were elected last year to be on the nominating committee that fit a particular qualification, they're able to help us and nominate. So it's, you know, systems matter there. Uh, if you were to leave systems to chance, you're prayer life and daily routine would go by the wayside since your attention would be consumed with putting out fires instead of working smartly this is number three you would be working hard without ever feeling that there is enough time in the week to get everything done you know one thing ed for me uh, as a pastor i've actually shifted my week in in becoming the lead pastor i was like okay uh, what are systems that i can put in place in my schedule right now uh, so that I am proactive in that. So actually my weekly rhythm, Ed, um, is is every all day Monday and then Tuesday until lunch is sermon prep. Uh, and that's that's it. It's always blocked off all day Monday and Tuesday until lunch. And then after that, rest of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, meetings and uh, different pieces uh, within church life. Uh, and then Friday is my Sabbath. And then we go Saturday night and Sunday morning uh, for uh, the, the weekends and obviously nights here and there. But uh, in that way, it's been neat to see how I've actually been able to uh, get ahead and and really get ahead in my preaching, not just for that week, but in the weeks to come through that sort of rhythm. Number four uh, is in hopes of growing your church, you would look to the most successful church in your city and emulate them rather than discovering who God has specifically called you to focus on and reach. Number five, your launch team would consist of your greatest fans who may or may not have the right complementary skills and who wouldn't be able to confront you if there were ever even an occasion for that. 
And this is, I like this one. Uh, unless number six, unless you're a trust fund baby or one of your distant <laughs> relatives, rich relatives is bankrolling your church plant. You would never get funding. Can I just say, I, I picked up that Hamilton reference. You trust fund baby. Uh, good. Oh man. Oh, number seven, you would look for the sexiest location in light of what you hope your church will be in three years rather than looking for the location that you need in now and in the realistic near future. Number eight, many elements on launch Sunday would go well because that's what you've been working up to, but there would be several gaps in your execution. Number nine, once launch Sunday is over, there would be no follow-up strategy to ensure that you have a week two of your church plant because <laughs> everything would just be about that launch Sunday. And lastly, if you left systems to chance and you're stubborn about that your church would be all about the weekend show rather than the important work of making disciples of all nations that's really good i really good i i didn't remember all those details but i like that but i mean your article basically screams and i love the pack if you're stubborn and you don't listen uh but your article <laughs> basically screams that systems are you know, let's look at this biblically, right? So um, mm. my body is filled. I got a respiratory system. I got an endocrine system. I got a circulatory system. And you don't see those things. All you see is the body. But if those yeah. things are not there, matter of fact, if just one, if your endocrine system goes wrong. That's true. I mean, you're just in huge trouble. So mm. each of those uh, systems work in combination, in tandem with one another to produce the vibrant life of the body. And so it is with the church. Um the vibrant life of the body is 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 all driven by systems. So, so I think nature reflects that reality. I mean, any 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 person who's a business consultant. I mean, if you've been, you know, I was the vice president of uh, Lifeway, you know, half a billion dollar corporation at the time, and it's like, wow, that's that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of systems. I mean, hmm. to the point that the systems were. HR systems and and payroll systems and and you know cleaning systems, someone to come by who empties the trash on the weekends, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and true. so you could sit back and say, well, we don't need all those things. We're just going to preach the word. Well, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I would say we have to what remember what's primary is mm. you know the sharing of the gospel, the preaching of God's word. But those are things are enabled by what is often secondary because it's in the background. And that includes systems that make all of these things uh, work in ways that make a bigger difference. That's right. That's right. You know, a few years ago, I preached at a Calvary Chapel conference, uh, their their global conference. And I saw that you were there uh, recently. I mean, you you and Brian Broderson, I mean, you're there all the time in California, it seems, either there or, or Saddleback. But um, I remember preaching. Are you making fun of me? Are you making fun of me? Because I, <laughs> no. I do. I live in Chicago, man. When California calls, you say yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, or New York too, right? <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. But you know, yeah. New York is different. I'm going to New York to, to just in hours after recording this. I'll be in New York City yeah. with Donna. Oh, nice. That's nice. Um, love New York. Love New York. So, uh, but I, I bring this up with Calvary Chapel because I remember they asked me to preach on uh, my book, No Silver Bullets, like to to talk about discipleship systems. And when I was talking to them about the context and just learning more about the Calvary Chapel tribe, um, I, I realized that they were like, no, this is like, like your talk is not normal 
for our conference uh, because mostly everyone else who's going to be speaking at our conference, it's going to be preaching and it's oh, going to yeah. be oh, about yeah. the word. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's their culture. But we want you to talk about systems uh, and we're not setting you up to fail, <laughs> but we want you to <laughs> talk luck. about systems. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually started uh, that whole talk talking about how God is not anti-system and how one of the first things God created was a system. Yeah. The solar system. Yeah, the solar system. That's a good point. That's right? well played. Well played. Yeah. So. so, I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, systems are so, so important. Okay, so, so let me tell you a Calvary Chapel system story that's kind of related. So, okay, um, this was years ago, and um, I was, and it's still kind of a bit controversial. You know, they, they, you, Brian Broderson had you in, but, you know, it was controversial before. Do we need to care about systems? So, I, I was speaking at mm -hmm. a Calvary Chapel conference. And I explained, it's the first time I actually said this, I think, and I, I now use it a lot. I said, charismatics and Calvinists, uh, which Calvary Chapel is sort of neither of those. So I use that intentionally. I mean, they kind of came from, they're not as charismatic as they used to be. Mm. But I said, so Calvinists and Calvary Chapel people are definitely not, at, at that time, would not articulate that they're Calvinists. And I would, so I said, so Calvinists just say, uh, preach the word, love people, trust the gospel. That You don't need to worry about systems. And charismatics would say, Trust the Holy Spirit, love people, and don't worry about systems. And I said, what they have in common is, I mean, you think about charismatics, you often think this way, and Calvinists often think this way. What they have in common is, 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 I think, a miss of the reality that the Holy Spirit works through people. Hmm. And both of them would believe in people, but, you know, Calvinists would be trust the gospel, preach the word. You know, Calvinists would be trust the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit works through people who relate to one another in certain observable ways that we can actually learn and help serve them better by doing so in systems. And it was it was, it was was a bit of a controversy. I won't give you all the details. Hmm. Uh, we got a lot of our good Calvary Chapel friends who were at that meeting, and some of the controversy that came after that meeting was certainly fascinating. Because again, I'm very theologically driven, and in, I'm very much desirous to specifically, um, you know, point people again. I, I I would have some reform leaning, and I want to preach the word and trust again. I want to. I got some charismatic leaning. I want to see the Holy Spirit at work. And I know that when systems are a part of that, um, the work of the Holy Spirit is uh, empowered. Uh, yeah. And because because you don't you don't have the disruptions of poorly organized systems where people can just focus on the work of the Holy Spirit or the word of God. I mean, think about, and think about this. I mean, again, everyone's like, well, you don't need to worry about systems. Then don't worry about having a nursery during the preaching of God's word. Just why do you need a system? There's a system to create that. Yeah. Well, kids are crying. They'll distract us from preaching God's word. Then you need a system to help get people signed up for the nursery. So it's, it's kind right. of, all these arguments are easy to point out, but it's still funny how people become just anti-systems and you can lead That's well true. through systems. That's true. That's true. Uh, so we'll leave you with this thought. Uh, systems aren't there to hinder or handcuff you. Uh, they're merely the railroad tracks that help you keep on task and reduce redundancy so that you can move further and faster in church planting. So that's really the the point of it. It's to help you do what you, uh, what God has called you to uh, and and create systems to, to run everything else as well. So, you know, that's a uh, quick episode on how to lead through systems and the importance about it and, and what happens if you don't. Uh, next episode that Ed and I are going to be on, episode 617, we're gonna be talking about how you can lead through a team. All right, thanks again for listening in and we'll catch you next time.